Hello everyone and welcome to Activism Through Art. Hello and welcome to the final episode of this season of Activism Through Art. I am your host, Alyssa Locke, and today I have Miguel Gudoy. He is a community muralist, designer, artist, and art educator, so I hope you all enjoy. Okay, Miguel, to start off kind of with my first question, you know, just what was your life like when you were growing up? Um, that's, a, <laughs> that's a very broad question. I can say so much. Um, I, I, it's, you know, it's, it, it was a good, it, it was a good life, you know. Um, I'm an army brat. Um, I'm, I was born in Imperial Valley, California. I'm a second generation Mexican-American. Um, and so I'm an army brat. I traveled all around the world and, and the country, uh, traveling from military base to military base. So I, I guess I could say I somewhat had a privileged life. You know, I was always taken care of healthcare wise. Uh, we always had food on the table. Um, my father was an NCO, so he didn't make that much to be honest with you, but, um, but we were always taken care of. So I, w- I would say that I came up in a very good life. Um, my parents always, um, we're, we're very hardworking. They instilled uh, a hard a hard work ethic in all of us. When I say all of us, I have two brothers and a sister. Um, my my father draws. My mom's very creative. She's very crafty, and so I think that's that's kind of where the art came into play. Hmm. So speaking of art, what is like your main form that you you know you lo- you love to do? Your favorite one? Well, for me, it's painting and drawing. Uh, mostly mm-hmm. painting. Um, as of late, I've been doing a lot of design work. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, that's been a lot of fun. And, 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 and you never stop learning with design programs. There's always new shortcuts and, and things to do. Um, so um, yeah, when I say as of late, it's probably been the last five months that I've been doing a lot of design work. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm itching. I'm itching to get, <laughs> to get dirty. I'm itching to get into the paint again. <laughs> to get all the paint all over you and just immerse yeah. yourself in the work. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So you mentioned your, you said your mom would draw and stuff and paint and stuff. Yeah. So my dad, my dad grew up drawing. Um, and when, when I say drawing, it was more like the, like the low rider culture, kind of the street culture. Um, if you could, if you could think like the Cholo handwriting, um, <laughs> that's what he grew up drawing, uh, roses with their names and a banner, almost like a tattoo style or what we might consider like a pinup style now. Um, that's the type of stuff that he used to draw. And so that's, those, those were my first influences is watching him draw. And then from there, it went on to um, Marvel Comics. And so we were doing a lot. When I say we, it's me and my brothers. We were doing a lot of drawing of the Marvel characters. We were copying them and whatnot. And then the Lowrider Arte magazines started coming out. And, the, and we started getting into those drawings. And we started submitting to the magazines. Never got, never got uh, published. But we used to submit <laughs> drawings to, to the Lowrider Arte magazines. Um, and so that's where it really all started for me. But I do say my mom was a crafty one because, I mean, you, you give her, you know, she was always decorating for the holidays. She was always, she used to sew. She was making piñatas for us. Like we were stationed in Germany um, when I was first, that was our first duty station was in Berlin, Germany from 80 to 84 to 88. And so, um, you know, we're so far from home. So my mom was bringing all this culture there. So she was making piñatas and she was making cakes and, and all that sort of thing. So, it, you know, I think I, I always credit both of my parents to to my my art, my my, create, my creative side. Yeah, I mean, 
that seems really cool. And I just like that you and your brothers would submit like drawings to the comments. Yeah. It's like, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you think you chose to pursue, you know, like painting and drawing? Because there are so many other forms of art out there. Why did you pursue, mm. pursue that specific one? I think, um, you know, it's so uh, when we were in Germany, let me start off here. So when we were in Germany, um, you know, when 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 you can imagine you've you've grown up in um, on a border town of Mexicali and Calexico, right on the border town of Mexico and California. And so where it's predominantly Spanish speaking, I didn't know English until I was four years old. I started learning English when I was four years old in Berlin, Germany, of all places. Right. So we're learning English. We're learning German. We're learning a new way of life. Um, and so you have all these um, all these struggles of identity happening, okay? And so when we were there, what we really held on to was what, what was what all the other American kids were doing at the time. And so at that time, um, breakdancing was it. At that time, hip hop had had hit the mainstream. This was the early '80s. And so me and my brothers naturally, or I would say my older brother, we naturally gravitated towards hip hop. And with hip with hip hop, you've got um, you have um, uh, for you know the four elements the four you have the the art which is the graffiti right then you have the spoken word art which is the the rhyming the rapping and then you have the music the djing right the storytelling and, or the rapping would be the storytelling and then you have the dj and the music and then you have um the the break dancing so so it's a physical art form right so i would say that i try i dabbled in all of them so i dabbled in all of those different art forms um but the one that really stuck was graffiti um for for a time and so um from graffiti it kind of ventured out into painting and drawing and mural making um yeah so i you know and i and i kind of put the two because my dad kind of grew up in that street culture right in that lowrider culture and so i kind of grew up through the hip-hop culture it was it was street it was it was um it was in front of us it was kind of everyday living and so that's I think that's why I've probably stuck to painting and drawing the most. Yeah, it had the most influence on you. Sure. Yeah. So did you, was it common to see like all those forms of art happening no matter like where you went? It was, you know, to be honest with you, um, because it was so mainstream, you know, you would think like it was an American, it's an American art form, right? We think of hip hop culture, but it just exploded. It's because it's such a beautiful art form that the idea of polyculturalism and all these cultures, um, um, taking it on and adding to it and contributing to it as um, I mean it was huge in Germany but the graffiti was too like when we when we were in Berlin um, my first influence on graffiti was actually the Berlin Wall you know seeing all this graffiti that was seeing all this political graffiti that was happening all this you know this wall that was dividing East Germany and West Germany which was dividing the communist Germany and 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 not and so um you know, as, as a kid, I didn't really understand it as much, but you felt the tension. You you knew what was there, and so I, I think that's why graffiti had such a huge impact on me. Um, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Did that answer your question? What was, yeah, what was <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, uh, why why did you choose to pursue that type of art? To pursue paintings, and yeah. that does. <laughs> yeah, because it's a way. It's a way of being seen. You know, um, and, and when I, I, you know, I refer back to hip hop because that's kind of my foundation, right? It's a way of giving a voice to the voiceless. And that's what murals do. You know, that's what public art does. It gives a voice to people that, that otherwise don't have a voice. And, um, and when you're kind of, 
lost and you don't know who you are, you, you're struggling with your identity, then, then you find these ways to express yourself. And, and, and that's, that's what muralism or graffiti and public art has done, and art in general has done for me. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely think art helps out a lot of people. Just it helps them find their voice that they needed. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned, the, well, I know obviously you're made from Barda's murals and paintings, and you mentioned you just started doing a little bit of design. But are there any other forms of art that you do that, um, any any other forms, whether you do it for yourself or you just pursue it as even as a career okay so hold on so you froze there for about 30 seconds but i think what i'm picking up on is how did you get into or do i do other forms of art is that what you were asking yeah <laughs> aside, aside from painting and drawing yes um, i would say uh designing for sure with graphic programs you know um so getting into digital platform and then dancing i, I danced for a, a lot a, a lot of years you know i was i was a competitive break dancer for over 30 years um, and so that was my form of art, um, not so much like interpretive dance, but but really just street, you know, breaking. Um, and then and then emceeing, you know, I definitely consider that an art as well. Yeah, definitely. How long did you, you know, emcee? So it was during my high school years, during my formidable years. I had a, a rap partner. We were called Latin Unit. <laughs> I was in Columbus, Georgia at the time. And uh, he was a, he was the only other kid in school that had a rat tail like me. Uh, he was he was Panamanian. He was half Panamanian, half white. And so we really just we clicked. And so we started a graffiti crew called the Hispanic Art Fiend. Uh, we started a rap group called the Latin Unit. And so we actually had a couple demos. We we had a we had a studio. We had and so it was it was legit for a couple of years. And then we just kind of you know took, we just set, we we just grew apart. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, I know how you got into your art side. How did you get right. into activism? So with public art, so what, you know, when I was talking about graffiti and I was talking about, um, giving a voice to the voiceless, right? Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what hip hop has done. That's what graffiti has done. Mm -hmm. So when I look back now, I think hip hop was already a form of activism. Okay. Because when hip hop was born in, in the, in the late seventies was when, um, when all these marginalized communities were not being supported through through the city of New York, okay, and so it was really them facing hardships and and finding a, a nonviolent way of expressing themselves, right, and, and of being seen and of being heard, and that's that's what you can say the same about graffiti is, is you're giving people are kind of giving themselves their own moniker, they're putting their names up to be seen and to be heard, and so. Um, so I think that was my original form. I, I think that's what attracted me so much to hip hop culture, that it is a form of activism. Um, but so but from the from the graffiti uh, stemmed my inspiration for murals. When you know, when I started looking at the Mexican muralists, when I actually went and got my Bachelor of Fine Arts from Columbus State University, this was after high school, I started learning about the Mexican muralists. And so when you like Diego Rivera, Jose Alfredo Jimenez and David Alfaro Siqueiros, so those are the Los Tres Grandes, right? So when you're looking at their work, they're they're really making a lot of uh, political statements um, against the the political unrest that was happening in Mexico after the Mexican Revolution, and uh, and that was made such an impact on me. I mean, they were really in your face murals, and I think that's um, what got me really interested in in activism. Um, mm. And then, but there's more. Uh, are we moving on to another question? Or can we stay no, on this no. for a minute? 
Yeah, yeah, we can stay on this. Go ahead. Yeah, so, and then, so I've done a lot of public art murals now, and I've worked with a lot of different communities and a lot of different stakeholders and a lot of organizations. And, um, and, and what happens is you, you kind of have to learn to navigate this, these really gray areas, like these really tricky areas that people don't want to go to, right? Um, when it comes to discussions about um, um, class, when it comes to discussions about um, income disparities and, and, and race, it's, it's things that now, like if, the, if, there, if there's a call for public art, they want it to be very neutral. They want it to be safe, okay? Um, they want the imagery to be safe. They don't want it to be too political, especially if there's uh, city money in, in some of these things. Um, and so, you know, I've worked, I've worked on both sides of the coin. And so I think that's where I started to learn how to navigate some of these um, situations and, and ideas about activism. Uh, but for me personally, you know, I, I've, I've experienced a lot of struggles in meeting with different types of people who, who don't necessarily try to meet you in the middle. And so for me, I've, I've always had to um, kind of redirect the way that I um, have uh, introduced uh, like an activist narrative, right? So um, I think there's always a way to speak up in the work and it doesn't always have to be in your face and it doesn't always have to be in a very aggressive way but it can be in a very smart way um, but still have a message and carry a message yeah i think you know some of the best paintings are when they're not so in your face and they're more subtle and you can pick up on those sort of undertones of what the right. true message is right right yeah there's so, a lot of people who would disagree <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong yeah and i think yeah. and i think there's it, it's I think both are, are necessary. You know, they both mm -hmm. are just a different way of expression, expressing the same means. Yeah, no, definitely. So what social problems do you think you sort of focus more on, whether when you do your art or even just like as an individual? You know, right now, right now, like, so I teach at ASU, you know, I teach um, drawing and not painting, I teach drawing, but I've taught color theory and I've taught 2D design. And uh, one thing, when you've studied art, um, traditionally, it's, it's through a canon of, of all, this Western, all these Western ideas, of American ideas, right? So, so you're not going to study a lot about artists from Mexico or from Africa or, or from all these different multicultural places. You're not. It's pretty much a canon of these older white males, European or not. And that's pretty much who you study. And these are the people that I grew up looking up to when I was studying art you know, the abstract expressionist. I mean, and I still love their work. Um, but there was a whole other side of myself, of who I am, that I was not learning about here in the States, okay, through my program. And so for me, um, it's very important to, to include like inclusive language, meaning uh, I'm taking artists that, um, that come from different cultures, that come from different communities, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm introducing those artists to my students. Along, along with some of the other traditional can, uh, artists that are already in the canon. Um, but I think for me, that's, and, and that's what I mean, like that's, for me, that's a form of activism. We're, change, we're changing the, the narrative um, and that's very important. And so it's not always just in like murals and in protests, but it's, it's in academia as well. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely the way that you teach the newer generation so that they know not just one side of the story, but you know, that there are right. multiple sides. Absolutely. Yeah. You do you think you reflect those more so in your teaching? You know, you want to show the students that you have works from, you know, people of color instead of just all these white males. 
Yeah, I do both. I do both, to be honest with you. But yeah, I make it a point, you know, and, and I also try to read the room. You know, when you're talking about culturally responsive pedagogy, when, you, when you're talking about um, really teaching culturally responsive work, you have to you have to read your students like who's in the room. Mm -hmm. And so when I when I the very first assignment that I assign on my students is called the culture share, where they actually share their culture, you know, how they identify. Um, and, and I and I leave it very broad, right, because a lot of us identify in different ways. And I leave it very broad. And um, and then I can kind of tailor, you know, what type of artists we look at. I also ask them to bring artists that, that they're inspired by or maybe that they grew up looking at. Um, and so that's a that's another way, you know, I just kind of treat it organically to some extent. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, having that be a first assignment is a good uh, assignment. So everyone, you know, can learn more about the people they're going to be spending their you yeah. know, days with. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. You you kind of have to create this this um, space, the safe space of, of openness and, and connection, and um, and that's what I try to do right right off the bat. Yeah. So, what do you what you know? I know you talked a lot about how your parents inspired you to mm -hmm. you know do art and all of this stuff. Is there anyone else, or even whether it's family members or you know some big name painter that really inspires you to keep? pushing and to keep making new pieces or to keep, you know, teaching the way that you do? Yeah, like, um, there's been so many, like, I've had a lot of mentors throughout my life, for sure. Um, I had a breakdancing mentor. I had a, a, a graffiti art mentor. His name was posed to a Mr. Max. He goes by Mr. Max Moses. I met him in San Diego. We were working on a project together. And that's where I really started learning the, the, the art of the, of the spray can. Um, and so, you know, my high school art teacher, uh, Mr. William Joe Crawford, um, a lot of my professors, Jeff Burden, uh, Jamie Boswell Howard, all these guys came from different spaces, had a whole different um, history on them. And so absolutely, I, I, I've picked up a lot, a lot from these people. Uh, Michelle McCrillis now is the, uh, the dean at the Institute of, in Chicago. Um, and so these, um, these people are just, you know, they're, they've been mentors to me you know I've, I've picked up so much from them they've uh and not not just professors i mean i met some of them organic like my break my breaking mentor um was actually a classmate of mine who actually learned to break in germany too in in 84. um and but you know we kind of came up together and, and inspired each other in, in in a lot of in a lot of ways you know through design he was the first one that taught me photoshop and illustrator this was back in 1998 um and so it's you know it's just been yeah, I have to give credit to a lot of other people, for sure. And there's some that I'm missing, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure, you know, just going through life and, you know, it seems like the way you did it, you just went and learned as much as you could and took whoever wanted yeah. to teach you something and just took it yeah. all in. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think that's very important, you know. Um, and it's something that I think is, is kind of missing now, the kind of the mentor-mentee relationship. Um, the apprentice style um, relationship. I think that's kind of missing in academia now or in, in academic space. Yeah. I think we need more uh, of that. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, those types of roles play a much bigger part in our lives and definitely resonate with us a lot more than just any teacher you're going to have who just yes, does the bare absolutely. minimum. <laughs> absolutely. So my last question for you would, you know, what advice would you give to any young person who is trying to become an activist or just trying to get involved? I think it, it's to find, um, you know, that fire that, that, that's within, 
You know, what is it that you're most passionate about? What is it that you just can't avoid? It's almost like it's in you already. It's almost you can't you can't avoid it. It's almost like a calling. You just ha you just feel like you have to speak up. You know, um, and I think I, I didn't answer enough to your last question as as um, on some on some of the topics that I that I speak about. You know, like in my own work, like in in the murals, it's something else, right? I could sit here and tell you on on a number of instances where, but I would always have to stand up. You know, I, I'm not I can't I can't be ashamed of, of being Mexican American. Can you can you still hear me? Yeah. And so I still, just... I, I, I still have to speak up for myself and, and in the work and, and not just me, but, but, you know, all these underrepresented um, minorities too. Like it's, it's, I think that's very important for me. And, you know, I, being an army brat, I, I, I grew up around different cultures, you know, it as my superpower. I'm able to navigate these many spaces because I grew up with so many different cultures, right? Um, and, and it's not to say that we're all the same. I think we're all different. And I think that the important part is to appreciate all our differences. And, um, and so that's, I think, at the forefront, what I'm trying to do right now. Um, you know, we just, we're not over it, but, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, that was huge. That was huge for me, especially coming from hip hop. I owe so much to Black culture. So address that um, in my own personal studio work. I address that as well. Yeah. Um, but I think for, you know, coming back to um, just find what you're most passionate about, you know, if it's going to be speaking on gender inequality, if it's going to be whatever topic you feel most passionate about, I think it's going, it's going to just come to you. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so just thank you so much, Miguel, for making time out of your day and finding a schedule to meet with me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being flexible. And we had to change sure. this a couple of times. So I appreciate you. Yeah, no, of course. And that was the talented... Miguel Godoy. I hope you all enjoyed this season of Activism Through Art. Thank you so much to everyone who listened. Don't forget to stay informed and stay active.